Switching to Shopify helps you sell smarter at every stage of your business. Take full control of your brand with your own custom online store. Wow, looks amazing. Find more customers with our easy-to-use marketing tools. Piece of cake. And let the best converting checkout on the planet do its thing. Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Switch to Shopify today for a $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. I was already hanging on by a thread. I mean, there was, there was no room for anything. You know this. I do not get a paycheck. I try, I've tried a few times to like incentivize. It just, and then COVID happened. And then like, that's the last thing I'm worrying about. So there, there, there isn't anything to pull from. The only reason I bring that up is I can't even take away my income to save the business. I've already done that for five years. So when this happened, I, I was just assuming, well, if we were wondering which way my life was going to go in this next decade, I think, you know, this is pretty much solidifying it. Welcome everyone to Beyond the Image, the podcast dedicated to equipping you with the tools, strategies, and insights to unlock the success that you deserve. My name is James Patrick and I'm an internationally published photographer, best-selling author, entrepreneur coach, and your host on this journey to push past all of the surface level limitations holding you back. The real change we seek is just beyond the image in front of us. To get there, we're going to craft our vision, we're going to live with purpose, and we are going to create legacy. Are you ready? Let's go. I'm ready. So let's go. What is going on? Thank you so much for tuning in to this, our 120th episode of the Beyond the Image podcast. So truly honored that you could take some time to get some information, get some inspiration to help you in your entrepreneurial journey. And we have a special episode for you today because we're kicking off a brand new series called My Entrepreneurial Journey. Now, the inspiration behind this series and why we've chosen to do this new series is that it's so easy for me to bring on these high-profile, high-level guests who talk about their career with significant hindsight, who can lay out the plan of what they've done over the last several years or the last several decades, right? And it's important because success leaves clues. But if you're a listener of the show, sometimes you can be frustrated and say, well, they're too far ahead, They don't remember what it was like to be where I am right now. Or, you know what, the world's changed so much, the advice of someone who went through it five years ago or ten years ago, I don't know if it's relevant to me. I can't see the next step ahead of me. And that's so important. That's something we noticed at our Fiposium conference, too. We don't want our speakers on stage to be a mile away from you in trajectory. We want our speakers on stage to be one step away from you. Because if someone is one step away from you, you learn what that next step is. Now, that is the inspiration behind my entrepreneurial journey, this new series on the Beyond the Image podcast, where I'm bringing on a series of amazing entrepreneurs who are one step away from you. Now, these are entrepreneurs that I've had the distinct pleasure of working with. We're going to share with you their insights, their experiences, because guess what? They are in the trenches with you. They're going through the same things you're going through right now. And the proof of their success is indicative that you can create the success on your own. Now, we are kicking this off with a dear friend of mine, someone I'm honored not only to have coached, but honored to just know and have this person in my life, Rebecca Lee. She is the founder of Sugar Sisters Bakery, and she's had to face everything you've had to face in 2020, but she's had to do it with a brick-and-mortar business, with the quarantine, with the shutdown, with payroll, 
with employees, with people who are looking at her wondering, am I going to get my next paycheck? She's had to confront all this. And her choice to focus on generosity created a wealth of abundance in not only her business, but her life. And I'm so excited to have this, our premiere episode, our premiere session of the My Entrepreneurial Journey segment. So let's dive right into my interview with Rebecca Lee. What is going on? I am with Rebecca Lee, who's the founder of Sugar Sisters Bakery based in Castle Rock, Colorado. And Rebecca and I started working together right before she opened doors to her bake shop. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to chat with Rebecca a little bit about her journey, how she opened up this bakery and why she chose to work with me. So Rebecca, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. So let's let's kind of trace back. What was it that got you interested in opening your own brick and mortar? Because even though Sugar Sisters Bakery is your business, it was not your first really venture into having a brick and mortar location. Correct. Um, I have owned, uh, worked, uh, managed and owned restaurants for like 25 years now. And I moved here from Chicago suburbs in 2015 with the intention of opening a brick and mortar cupcake shop franchise to teach me the ropes of the bakery uh, life. Because again, I was coming from made to order restaurants, that kind of thing. And um, it taught me plenty of things. I wanted a little bit more freedom, decided to partner with a good friend of mine who also happened to just uh, start working for me. And... We went independent in 2019, same location, same, you know, industry, but just more mm. control and, uh, which is always good for me. <laughs> I'm not really a rule follower. So, um, and then um, just, it's been a wonderful ride ever since. <laughs> and as of recording this, you're on your one year anniversary, right? I am. Yes. Um, yeah. We're pretty much in like that exact same uh, opening it still feels the same way. I still feel just as chaotic as I did that day. Just different uh, problems. Yeah. Different problems. So what was it that kind of raised your awareness of myself and the work I do? So basically, how did you learn about me and the work I do? Because I know you attended the Fiposium conference. Right. Uh, but what, what kind of put myself, my team, our work on your radar? Which was amazing, by the way. Uh, Thank whole you. Other conversation, but that Fiposium was amazing. Um, I knew of you more as um, the photographer, you know, um, the, the, that hat, um, because I had been following. I'm as as a bakery owner. I'm also into fitness, and um, I always wanted those two worlds to collide and, and have balance in those. And I saw and knew of you because of the athletes that I was following. I actually read, like, see who's tagged, and I kept seeing your name, and I was actually getting irritated because I was like, here is this damn person again. Like, oh, he's everywhere. And then, so I followed you. It worked. Um, the tags work. And then this whole world of coaching, which I, I don't even, like, use that word, really. I mean, it was just, it felt like I was talking to someone who was like watching my life, you know, and everything that you were saying resonated with me. And I stopped seeing the image and was just coming back for the words um, because I just got goosebumps because it wasn't every single post. A lot of them are fitness related, but then when you take away the subject matter and put in your own, it's the same formula for the most part. And mm -hmm. 
And then it was just, you know, and then I was starting to interact with you and liking and all of these things and sharing your posts with other people. So it just, it just spiraled. Um, it was just by happenstance, you know? So where were you at in your own professional journey where you decided, you know what, I feel I need that extra support, that extra help or guidance? I mean, I had been there for a minute. <laughs> uh, asking for help is not a strong suit of mine. And uh, I, I mean, I remember the day that it went from talking on Instagram and being very high on this person, you know, account where I don't even, I can't remember how I contacted you, but I think I just texted you and I think I just said, I'm having like the worst day or like, I think, can I swear? Is this like, Go for it. Okay. I held that in for like five minutes. Um, I think I texted you like, fuck this day or something like, mm -hmm. or do you ever have, I think I asked you like, do you ever have, or do, do you ever say fuck this day? And I remember you texted me and I was in the lifetime parking lot. Um, and you said, can I have your number? Like you had never spoken. And you said, can I call you? And I remember sitting in the car and looking at this stranger and I'm probably going to cry now. Um, who just asked me, like knew, like could, you could sense that I wasn't trying to be funny for once. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be inappropriate. I was desperate. And going to the gym was my only, you know, release. I don't drink, I don't party, you know, so that's just my therapy. And, and I struggled for a while to say yes, because I knew, I knew you were someone I should talk to. I knew I needed something, needed something in that moment and in life. And, and that was a huge step for me to say yes. Um, one, you're a man, you know, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm used to just being like, no, stay away. <laughs> I don't want whatever you're selling, get away from me. <laughs> And so it was, and I felt this jolt say, yes, like, let this person help you. And you called me and your voice, I've told you this before, I'm like, you should be on those like sound machines. <laughs> like your voice was so soothing and you weren't selling, you know, it was, you just knew that I needed to talk to someone and, and that was it. And you earned my trust in that moment. Um, it wasn't planned it wasn't you didn't say anything like for 9.99 I can help you but you know it was just it was just someone seeing someone in distress and then that was when I knew I wanted to be your friend I wanted to support you from that call alone whether or not I even chose to work with you because that wasn't even talked about you were just making sure that I was stable and okay mm -hmm. <laughs> which was amazing and then right there I knew this is a good person um, cause you and I both know it's not just about the money. You can make money doing anything, it, you know, um, but you took the time and you, well, you were listening to me and you heard me and that was awesome. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh no, God, that was like, sorry. But that moment is so real in my life. I tell everyone about that. You know, it, it was, it was awesome. I still remember that conversation because at that time I was living in a different city from where I am now. Uh, and I would have a two hour commute back home uh, oh when I would leave God. my studio. And I remember like I had got that message right before I was leaving the studio one day. I was like, you know what, let me check in with her and yeah. let me just see how things are going. I remember I was pulling into my house by the time we were wrapping up our conversation. So it was a two hour conversation. I it know was, that. Yeah. I, I don't think I worked out that day. I think it was a mental workout and I went home and cried. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that was what really precipitated the relationship of us working together. And at that 
point, I kind of learned that you were making this big change in your life and you wanted to do something brand new for yourself. Instead of working for someone else, you wanted to own something for yourself. What was it that kind of lit that fire there? You're like, you know what? This is my turn. Um, I don't know. Well, I'm sure it had a little bit to do with I was approaching 40 and um, I, instead of focusing on you know, I put Botox in my face. We're all right. We're doing okay. You know, I wasn't like having like the the physical breakdown anxiety of turning 40. I was having the success, where are you? Where are you going? Breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was also transitioning into opening a business and it was scary. And um, so if the last one didn't work and that's a national franchise, why the F would this work, you know? And, and who am I? And what do I know? And what am I doing? And and so um, it just, I needed, I needed something, I needed to give it like one more shot, I guess, of me doing this my way. Is it, is it me? Is it the, the business model? Is it the location? Or was it just that? And I can listen and do what I think will work and trust that. And so I just needed that push to, uh, for someone to tell me tell me that I could believe in myself, in my instincts, in what I wanted to do and just do it. Shut the fuck up and do it. (laughs) So in our time working together, which was, it was six months of working together. What were your biggest takeaways that you had during that time? Because we had lots of check-ins and I I got to see from my perspective, I mean, when, when we go through changes, we don't see ourselves day to day, but I get to see as a third party of how you're changing as an entrepreneur over the course of six months. But I'm just curious from your perspective, what was it like for you going through this process, having me as your coach? It was amazing. It was everything. I had, I needed an unbiased uh, opinion and suggestion, um, you know, a, a, a occupational therapist for this, for me, because I can't be my own boss. You know, to be self-governed uh, honestly and successfully is pretty freaking hard. Um, you know, you're fighting your ego and for me, anxiety. And the two are like, one-upping each other all the time and so the biggest takeaway was you helping me with my anxiety I I go to therapy for this shit and went off medication I mean I've tried everything and you told me to write things down at the end of the night like it's so no offense it's so dumb but it's like everything you need to I needed to be doing I would lay there in this wheel and anybody who owns their own business can think of this I mean it's just this wheel of what I get, didn't get done today, what I should have done, what I got to do tomorrow. Did you order this? Did you order? I mean, and I, I, I have insomnia from it. I can't even relax or I'm just so irritable because I, it's all up here and in emails and it's not this tangible form. So you told me, and you were walking me through what you were doing on your daily and you're managing seven bits. And I loved that. Like, no matter what I ever said, you could one up me. <laughs> because, because I, but you knew like how to, I don't think you do it to everybody, I'm sure, but you knew like I'm competitive enough that, and like, I was like, okay, okay, fine. You run seven businesses, James, fine. You know, like, but it was always good because it was, you were checking my ego and you're basically like, quit being so bratty, Jesus, you know, and it was your way of doing that. So I, I do remember like, that was always great, but it was just the writing things down. Like no one had told me that. No therapist recognized that but your brain doesn't turn off either. And you knew that that worked for you. And, and so 
that was a huge takeaway just personally, me sleeping, <laughs> that's nice. Um, and then in business, actual day-to-day, to have more confidence um, within myself. I, I know physically I can do a lot of things. I, I will go and end up in urgent care. I'll work for four days straight to make sure the event goes. Um, but when it comes to social settings and in business, I'm, I'm not, I'm very like off the beaten path. I, I'm not corporate. I, so, and I get very insecure in business situations that aren't in the restaurant industry, which is a different vibe and a different person. And I was constantly saying, which I didn't realize um, that, well, I don't really know that, or, you know, I'm not educated in that. I was constantly pretty much like just dumbing myself down because I haven't gone to college and I am insecure about that. And so, and I'm, you know, not for nothing. I'm tattooed and blonde and I'm, you know, so I guess I kind of always just cater to that because I just wanted to beat you to it kind of thing. And you always were picking up on that and you would stop and say, why did you say that? You know, you are smart. You can do this. You do deserve to be there. Your opinion does matter. And I wasn't hearing that really from anyone, you know, and not for nothing, including my husband, you know, it was always just kind of this, yeah, that's cute. But so what in business, what we do, you know what I mean? And I'm like, what is this? Like, what decade am I in? I mean, no offense. I've been running businesses for 11 years now. And so you just gave me that confidence that an accolade doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It's the person, it's the drive. It's how hard you try and when you show up and if you're a good person and you don't worry about what you're not, let's focus on what you are and what you're good at. And, and then if we only focus on that, that other stuff will just go away. You know, I'm so glad you said that because it's important to realize that, you know, as entrepreneurs, it's so easy for us to get so hyper-focused on the perfect sales system, the perfect marketing campaign. Once I have the best advertisement that's put out into, into the media, everything will change at that point. And yes, we can build amazing businesses and we can build amazing brands, but if we ourselves as the entrepreneur are not strong enough are not unapologetic enough, are not relentless enough, we can't sustain the change that our business is making. And I just, I honor that you, that you were vulnerable enough to say that. Yeah. And just, you were, you were always, I was always procrastinating, being insecure, just like you said, it's not ready. Well, I need to tweak it. I didn't really, and you were constantly like, just put it out, just get it out there get it out there, marinating, let it roll. And then, you know, because it is, it's anxiety saying, I'm scared. I don't want to put this out. And it is delaying it. And it is bullshit a little bit. Just get it out. You can fix it while it's out there. Just then the next one. And especially online with everything, just delete it. If you don't like it later. Um, but yeah, up here, I just stay inside and nothing gets done. <laughs> I still remember as we were coming up to your opening weekend and we did, you did a soft opening. So we helped construct that soft opening. Then we had the grand opening and tying together the media features, tying together your social awareness campaigns, tying together uh, just your involvement in the community and just how amazing that opening was. I mean, for me as your coach, I'm not even in Colorado and I'm just like, I'm seeing it come through on Instagram and on Facebook and I'm getting excited. And we got to talk about like the numbers that you were doing. So understanding that, yeah, 2019 was a very interesting year. 2020 has been a very interesting year, but how has business been going? 
Um, business is going. Um, it's a new business, you know, so it's mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, you, you do have to kind of check your numbers because what used to feel like busy feels slow and now you're running around, but you're cleaning. So you're not making what, you know, it's, it's this whole, it's just a new way. Um, but I, I feel better as a business owner more than anything um, between what I learned through you and I still harass you a little bit and ask you things from time to time and with COVID and everything, I mean, business is going well, all things considered. I mean, I'm open. Like that's, that's the new bar I feel. Are you open or are you closed? If you're open and sustaining and hopefully, you know, break even at the end of this year, I would consider yourself um, awesome. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at where we have a little lull, a little increase in business right now, just from some community giving, but, um, it's, we're still here. People are still eating cake. <laughs> As they should. What yeah. would you say during our time together? What would you say that you're most proud of in the achievement that you had personally or that the business had? Um, I would actually probably say just what happened recently, just because, it actually had nothing to do with me technically, my product or anything. So I always, I, it's easier for me to be proud of something that isn't something that was based on sales or money, mm -hmm. more just like uh, a soul rejuve. Um, which I well, was and, and before, desperate for. <laughs> before you say what it is, because I do, I do want this said, like, I feel it's important for those who watch this video to know that one of the reasons that I chose to work with you is because of your generous spirit. You are generous in spirit, you're generous in heart, you're generous in what you want to do. And it's more than just making the best sweets in the world. And, 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 and I've had your cookies. I know how amazing they are. Thank you. you truly want to give something to the world. And that, that ethos is, you know, pardon the pun, it is baked into your business. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's not the first time you've heard that. Pun. I know. So, I was like, that was good. <laughs> so, okay. So let's, let's share what is the amazing thing that just happened for you recently? Okay. Um, so when COVID officially was like in our lives, right, it had started trickling in at the beginning of the year. I had heard about this beer problem. You know, I was just like, Corona? What? I don't drink. Leave me alone. And so pretty much in March, uh, Colorado, in a sense, you know, shut the F down, right? That was when, okay, this is real. It's going to be two weeks, blah, blah, blah. So I was already hanging on by a thread. I mean, there was, there was no room for anything. You know this, I do not get a paycheck. I try, I've tried a few times to like incentivize it just, and then COVID happened. And then like, that's the last thing I'm worrying about. So there, there, there isn't anything to pull from. The only reason I bring that up is I can't even take away my income to save the business. I've already done that for five years. So when this happened, I, I was just assuming well, if we were wondering which way my life was going to go in this next decade, I think, you know, this is pretty much solidifying it. And I, like I'm sure many other business owners, just you were contemplating throwing in the towel or do we just fight this and whatever. I decided to fight um, because, and I was tempted, don't get me wrong, to blame COVID. That's it. Shut down. We can't do this and just go back to being a mom. I do have two kids I don't see very often. And so we had posted something just about it, like, don't forget about us over here 
on our social medias. Like we're still here, order this. We just put up this BS website on Shopify. You can order two products anywhere in the country. And so we did that. I was at the store one night late by myself. It was just this perfect uh, storm of everything happening. And all of a sudden I start hearing this ding, this ding, this ding, and all these orders coming in from all over the country. And one order in particular um, from someone in California who had never shopped with us, never heard of us, um, uh, placed an order for $400, one order, then another one, $500. It, it was, I was beside myself. And so I did a live video because I was so overwhelmed and I just wanted to say thank you. And I literally did not know if I was even going to be open to fulfill these orders. So it was just this way of me. I needed to tell someone my partner was off. It's her one day off. I didn't want to bother her. So I did this video. Long story short, we end up getting thousands of dollars, whether it be orders or donations, purchasing gift cards, all of the things. Um, about 75% of them were um, at, requested to go to hospitals, this hospital, this, you know, ICU, um, go to the police station, go to the firehouse, please, you know, and just spread joy wherever, small business. So it was amazing. We're taking in revenue. Um, I'm putting it back out into the community. Um, we're doing the post, everything. Over the course of these last six months, we still had this pile of cash um, from people coming in, little kids coming in with their piggy bank change. I mean, it is, we are crying every day, every single day, you know, and people at this point are very scared. They're risking their life to come in at that point. I mean, we didn't know if this thing was airborne or what, you know, so it was just extremely overwhelming. So the, that last remainder of the amount that we were donated was for lunch for your staff, um, for if you have to pay the electric bill that month, that save this, do not give this away, use it for yourself. So obviously we just kept it in this little sad little pile on a, on a clip, you know, and every time someone, we would add it to it. No idea how much was in there. This had been hanging there. God bless my honest staff. It was just there. And we just, you would see it all the time and you just look up and be grateful that you're not using it and kind of hoping that you never need to. Molly and I had said, no matter what, um, I obviously won't need that. She, we can, you know, take that this will go back into the community somehow. We don't know how or when or why, but let's just, let's just assign that money to go back to someone who needs it at a later time. Um, enter in now. So that's in March. Um, businesses keep coming. Everything keeps coming and happening. Amazing for us. It's, it's like, I haven't even wanted to come out and say anything because I didn't want it to end, mm -hmm. uh, but our community and the country is amazing and is rooting for these two little blondes in Colorado trying to build this business. And so it's, it, I can't, it's a whole nother episode. So, so enter like at the end of June, no, yeah. At the end of June, um, I'm in the back of my shop, which is where I do my office work, not at, at a prep table. And I hear all this commotion out in the front of the store and, and it's, it's, you can tell it's people having fun, which is the whole point of my business is I want you to be happy and come into my store and celebrate and just forget. And I hear all this commotion and I can tell that these are black girls out there. One, I'm in Colorado. It's, it's, you know, there's not, there's not a huge black, you know, residential area in my area. So I'm from Chicago. I know a black, I can say that I sound very white. I know a black woman when I hear and so I hear all this commotion and I have my mask on, of course, and I kick open the diner door of the back, like a little, like, like I'm upset, right? 
and these five black girls like turn their head around and look at me. And so I have the mask on and I, my eyes can be a little intense. And I said, what is going on out here? And like my biggest Karen voice. <laughs> and before they could even like say anything, I was, I pulled my mask down and I was like, are you having fucking fun out here without me? And they go, run! And, you know, cause it was just this like moment of they're like, oh shit, the is coming out to kill us. So we end up talking, laughing. I find out some of the group was from Chicago where I am, blah, blah, blah. We're all, I feel like I've known this woman my whole life, right? She shows me a picture of her. She said, I have to show you this. My daughters have just started last month their own little at-home bakery business. And she's downplaying, you know, she's being a mom. I'm a mom of two girls. And she shows me the, you know, their pictures of what they make, cheesecake filled waffle cones. I'm like, this is oh shark tank stuff. This is amazing. I was like annoyed. I hadn't thought of it. And I mean, I'm like, like nothing, everything's happening around me. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is awesome. You know, you got to get an online store. And of course I go into like, we got to get you this. And, you do this. And, and so she shows me the name. Their name is Little Sisters Treats. We are Sugar Sister. I mean, it was just like, it was literally like the little two black girls with the two white girls. And this is so cute and whatever. So we're like nerding out. Love it. She says, I'm going to bring them in someday. I was like, yes, absolutely. Please do. Right. So they leave. This happens. No offense. All that I meet, I connect with someone. They say, yeah, you know, it's business and you never see them again. So I honestly wasn't quite sure if I was going to see her again. And it was like a week later and I text Molly, who is my business partner. And I said, because I was driving again, like I'm in the car and I get this jolt to reach out to someone like I did to you. And I'm just trying to listen to that because <laughs> apparently it's telling me good things so I need to start listening to this voice more and I text Molly and I said I have a feeling I, I've had a feeling for a few days now I think we should donate the rest of our COVID donations to um that I said that mom who came in who had this has the two little girls the little sisters treats or whatever I think I was calling them two sisters at the time because I, I couldn't remember the name and she said, I love this idea. Yes. So we're searching for them on Facebook. We can't find, you know, one word's wrong. You don't fucking, it doesn't come up. And then life just keeps happening. We're shooting our year anniversary video ad on Monday, the 20th. I have had about four hours of sleep in the last 72 hours. I threw my back out the night before hanging. Now this is where you'll get a picture into my life staple gunning grass to our ceiling in the shop because we have an upside down tea party set so yeah so totally normal things that happen in real, mm -hmm. real life so i mean i'm on a muscle relaxer i can't even move i'm haven't eaten or slept so it's a little like it's a little rough and so it's been a long day i'm i'm hating my life and everything i'm question again questioning everything when you get to these feelings of exhaustion and whatever and an employee comes in to the back and Molly and I literally were kind of like this, like, like rubbing our face. And she said, there's someone out front to see you. She's with her two daughters. I told them you were busy and not to be disturbed. She said, I'm not leaving until she comes out here. <laughs> so she tells me this. I was like, Oh really? Like, Oh, okay. You know? And so I, peak of like all restaurant owners can we can look through some way of seeing what's going on out there without going out there and I see her I know it's her and then I see two young black girls like this is her this is you know and I so I run back I'm like Molly Mary is here 
with the two little sisters, like the treat, the girls with the business, with the donation. And we're like screaming and yelling. And she was like, are we doing this now? I said, yes, we're doing this now. So we walk out, we hand them an envelope. It was $1,015 from the Castle Rock community that had donated that for us. And I did some Sharpie written because I was was trembling. And I I didn't want to like, you know, this is kind of awkward. It's, it's, this is a new narrative and dialogue that some of us are honoring and choosing to have. And I was doing it because these are two young black girls trying to open a business and their journey is going to be hard and it's going to be harder than it was for me and my complaining ass, (laughs) you know, and that's, that's real. And that's, you know, and that's where we wanted to come from. And so she's there. No one else is in the store. Wasn't planned. I tell her, I said, I think you might want to just record your daughters on this. I think you might want to look back at this um, someday. And she's like, my phone is dead. I was like, of course, so it's mine. (laughs) And so an employee records it. We, I don't even remember what was said. We had, she has the video. Someone has the video. We hand them the money. We tell them that this is, and I look at them and I said, your mom is an amazing mom for, for teaching you that there's more and that you can do this. And she brought you in here and there is a reason. And I've been thinking about you and I've been thinking about your mother and I've been thinking about what I need to be doing as a white woman owned business that I need to be helping the black community and more importantly, black women more. And I don't know why I haven't been and it's not, I'm not, it's not intentional, but it's just there. I was like, and you too, are our first outreach that we are going to start putting our time and our money and our efforts, because we do a lot for a lot of people. We just actually looked at it and it's pretty white. (laughs) It's pretty white and it is where we live, you know, but, but it's, we're also not looking hard enough and we're not trying hard enough. And so that was my takeaway from 2020 with that issue. And so I held Marietta's hand at the end and I said, this is just for, for you. I, I, there's no other ulterior motive here. I don't care if I ever see you guys again. I, there's nothing. I want you to take this. I want you to run with this. I want you to put this into your business. And I want the best for you guys. And if you need anything, right? Again, thinking, yay, we'll get some email, you know, or something, a family member or something. That'll be the end of it. She does a live video. She gets in her car, trembling, shaking, the kid, everything. Does a live video, thanking us, telling every the world what happened. The news, a Denver 7 uh, husband of an anchor sees the video, sends it to his wife and says, "Uh, I think you're going to want to get down to Castle Rock. (laughs) There's something that happened there. And not for nothing that hasn't ever happened in Castle Rock before. So that's just the short version. So a day later, Denver 7 News is at our bakery interviewing us, talking about this social move that just happened and um, some progression and it went crazy from there. Um, I haven't even like had a time to process it. Um, All the affiliates of ABC picked this up. I mean, everyone was hurting for some good news, you know, and especially on this topic um, and luckily people wanted to hear it and, um, and the news was great enough to share something positive. We got a text, it's gonna be on World News Tonight with David Muir, and I was like, what, what? (laughs) Oh, I should not be documented in front of the world. And now I'm like, I don't even know what I said. I'm just like, I haven't even slept. And and it was, it it was just us saying the truth, 
Um, I spoke to the mother and the girls. This is something you taught me to be unapologetically yourself, to be authentic. My authentic is not for everyone. <laughs> so it's very scary to own who you are and who you believe you want to be and, and what you want your business and your brand to represent. And for a long time, I thought, my business is baking, you know? And you were constantly telling me, no, the business is you. That's just what you sell, you know? The brand is you. What, anybody, you can get a cake anywhere. Like, you would say that. I can get cookies and cake anywhere. Why am I buying it from you? That, that resonated with me, you know? And, and I have a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm do a lot of things that ruffle people fe people's feathers. I'm a button pusher, but why wasn't I pushing buttons in different ways? And um, because it, it was safe, you know, you'll just attack me, you know, what's the big deal? But I, I wasn't coming out for those people. And so I learned and, and just and a, a friend of mine, a black customer, you, you taught me to be honest and upfront with what your intentions are. Be intentional. Be intentional. Don't play games, right? Don't do what so many people do and weasel and, 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 and set things up to get to that thing that you're really trying to get. Just come right out, right? He's like, and you always say that, like, you're good. Just come straight forward and say it. I, I asked a black customer of mine who was also a friend, a, 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 I would say like a, a customer friend. I don't know how you like categorize it, but she's more than a customer, but like we don't hang out, like if that makes sense. And I asked her and I said, I need to have a real conversation with you. And I would like to meet with you and Molly. I want you to tell me what I haven't been doing and what you wish you would see out of me and my business. Mm -hmm. And it was scary and mm -hmm. awkward as shit. You know, I mean, I've never talked to a black person about being black. I'm not talking about cakes now. I'm not talking about anything. Like, how is this happening? And she and her husband, uh, Shy and Mark, um, he's in the military. He said, you need to speak up for those who don't have a voice as loud as you. And I said, I go, no one's listening to me. And he said, yes, they are. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people listening and there's a lot of people who will. And he said, you have to remember um, that you as a white entrepreneur, your voice equals 500 of ours. And I don't know if he was referencing and making it, you know, the 500 years of, and like, and when he said that, I was just like, and then I could hear you and telling me to be myself and do what feels right and be unapologetically yourself. And myself stands up for the weirdo and the little guy and the minority. That's just who I am. You know, if, if, if things are great for you and things are always perfect, that's nice for you. But I can't really relate to that. You know, I don't, things don't come easy for me, actually, you know, but they come easier for me than they would for her. And so that shifted my whole business focus. And I'm in the business of celebration and love and, all, and caring. And, and it is, it's a love-based business. And so why am I not spreading love in different ways? And we took that. I met the woman. The universe did this, by the way. None, yep. of, this, none of this was by chance. Um, I wouldn't have had time to focus on this if it wasn't for COVID. I wouldn't have been so raw and emotional. I wouldn't have had these slow down thoughts had I not talked to you, everything that you and I had talked about happened. It just happened in a way that had nothing to do with my product, which was even better because I don't like feelings like, like I'm selling, right? And you always tell, you know, tell them your name, tell them what you do, talk about your business. I'm like, 
like, don't find out, you know? And this was selling my business and myself without selling because all I was selling was a message. Um, and, and so that's that this, this, this family, the Hawkins, they have been approached. They've been on every news channel. I've been interviewed and things. I'm trying to just shift the focus back to them. Let's focus on the black face business, not on mine. Um, with respect to her, I'm talking to her. I, every third customer that's coming into my store is black. I'm getting these head. I mean, it has started this whole thing. It's opened the conversation. I'm getting more business. I feel better about myself as a person. That's a, you know, that's been a long time coming, like where I genuinely feel like I'm doing something. I am a part of something. I'm not just a baker. I'm just, you know, I'm not just this, you know, I, I, I'm making moves and it's not, it's actually not for me. I'm just reaping some benefits. And so you taught me how to, to be successful um, and not always, but not by selling. I was taught how to remind myself to be a good person, um, to be myself, to listen to those cues when you feel something and you want, you feel like you want to do something, do it, try it, jump, see what happens, go with it. You know, I think as entrepreneurs, we, we draw this box and, and, and then we are our boss again. And so you're not going to go outside your box because it's comfy and safe here. And I I do, I mean, I owe, I owe that moment to, you know, so many people, but you were that foundation that kept me organized and focused on me and not the way the cupcake looks. It's not the cookie. It's not the design of the store it's you that they're buying into. And if that is broken and damaged or egotistical, it's never going to work. It's really never going to work because in the end, people will see through all that bullshit. They're going to find another cookie. You know what I mean? In my, you know, they're going to find another trainer. They're going to find another photographer and people are not brand loyal until they're like 80 years old. <laughs> you know? So, so up until then, everyone is just getting what they can, you know, when they can get it. So they're only going to be repeat if they like you and they're buying into you. And so now I have too many orders. I have to hire more staff. I don't have enough time in the day and I'm having amazing conversations and I'm, diversifying everything in my life and it's opened up just just everything it's been insane insane <laughs> i it i'm it's so my year anniversary too like literally the year i am so touched by this entire story and what i'm most proud of is not the person that you've become it's you've always been this person you've always been this person you just started tapping into this person by having that unapologetic ownership. This is who I am and this is how I want to show up, not just to sell something, but how I want to show up to the world and that nothing is more beautiful than that. Yeah, I mean, you you are really teaching. I learned that at, at Blipposium too. I mean, and I've told you this a hundred times. That's why I am, um, you teach people how to channel that because it's in everyone. Um, and you, you, you help someone navigate to get to that point and, and pull that out. And it, it, some people, I'm sure it happens a lot faster. Some people it might take even longer. Um, ours progressed just nicely. And um, I, I thank you for that. It was, it was nice to find her and to listen to her. Mm-hmm. I love that. What, I have one more question. 
so many of the people who approach me, they or really who approach any coach are doing so because there is some obstacle in front of them. There's something in front of them where they're not able to see over it or around it. Maybe it's to get to a new goal or maybe it's to get to a different level within their business, or maybe it's just something that they're really struggling with that they can't figure out how to break through. What advice would you give to the person who's on this page right now, who's watching this video, who's like, all right, I need something different in my own life, in my own business. What advice would you give to that person right now? Um, stop trying to do it yourself. <laughs> stop, stop listening to all of it, to whatever you were doing. You know, there, there is that statement, like, you know, quit repeating the same thing. Um, but it's very hard when it's your business and your mm -hmm. choices, you know, and, um, and if you don't want to just carbon copy what someone else is doing, you have to be able to get pulled out of your own insecurities and ego. You have to ask for help um, and be honest because otherwise you're wasting time. You're just wasting time. I mean, you can't, you need someone who can step, just like you said, step outside who doesn't have any interest or benefit or gain from you doing what you've been doing or not right um so that i mean just it's the hard it's the easiest thing and it's the hardest thing yep um and and listening like very very much so do i did i want to say well i'm sure that works for you know photography i'm sure that works for fitness or whatever you know you want to start justifying why you weren't doing something or why this isn't going to work just shut up i mean when we were doing our sessions i mean i'm writing like a lunatic i still have all of those notebooks um listen to what you know, call you have the interview write down what he's saying do it and then you can if it doesn't work you can circle back and whatever everything i you told me to do worked so I'm sure every one of your clients would say that, you know, if it didn't work, it's probably because they didn't do it. <laughs> like, I, you know, there were times I didn't have great check-ins. I'm like, well, no, I didn't get to that yet. So, um, well, of course, well, that's why your but phone's you not owned ringing. it. Yes. That's why your phone's not ringing. You moron, you know, do what he said to do. So just ask for help and then listen to it. Don't ask for help and then talk yourself out of it, you know, to make yourself feel good. Just, it's okay to ask for help as an entrepreneur, you don't, you, every coach has a coach. Jordan had a coach. Everyone has one. Um, so just, just do it. My word, you spend money on everything else. My God. <laughs> of course you bring up the Chicago reference. I mean, of course. I mean, as, as, as a fellow, fellow Chicagoan. <laughs> yes, of course you bring Rebecca. I, I am, <laughs> I am so honored by you. I'm so proud of you. And I'm just so grateful for you for the, for the time that we've worked together and for the time that we still share together. It means so much. And just my, my most sincere gratitude goes out to you. Thank you so much. That was Ooh, perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. That's all we needed. Okay, good. Awesome. You are amazing. Thank okay. you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Image. For more information on James Patrick's work and live events, please visit jamespatrick.com or jamespatrickworkshops.com.